Hello and welcome to the King Hero IndyCar Podcast with Kirby and Justin. Kirby, how are you? Doing well, Justin. How about yourself? Well, we uh, did disservice to our fans and we completely missed our pre-Iowa uh, podcast. Pre-Iowa, so apologies, apologies to all. I think we can maybe uh, with the benefit of time, you know, go back a little bit to a little Toronto as well as cover Iowa. And then uh, look forward to the next race in Nashville. Oh, the big one. The big one. So, Kerb, um, why don't we go back, seeming like forever, to Toronto, since we missed it. And, uh, you know, like I said, much has been said and done about that. And uh, uh, I don't think we have to go over too much. I think uh, probably the biggest focal point, I think, for you and me, Curb, is, again, no Marty Schneider. He is he is missed. It's a significant hole in the NBC broadcast. Fortunately, the product overcomes. Have we lost Marty to NASCAR? Is that is that what's going to happen, Curb? I, I believe so. You know, strangely, the last few seasons, he seems to, show, seems to show up at the last race of the year so he can handle the championship uh, presentation. <laughs> Poorly. <laughs> but, he, but he always... He always he always disappears around this time to go handle his NASCAR duties. Kerb, um, I don't know why I just thought of this, but I did. And you, you've mentioned it before. But is there anything NBC doesn't repeat a billion times? <laughs> no. They're the kings of beating things to death. Oh, my God. And and I know you and I watch probably more than most, right? But, oh, my God, it's, it never ends. Did you know? Did you know that Pato and Dixon had a coming together at Long Beach? Did you know that there's a ongoing fight between Power and Dixon uh, due to the incident at Road America? <laughs> Did you know that Dixon still hasn't forgotten about that dust up at Long Beach? Because <laughs> here they are, they're near each other on the track. Yeah, we could go on and on with that little game. In yeah. fact, that might be a fun drinking game, Curb. <laughs> I will say this, uh, they, they usually their little snippets and try and be cute and funny were, are not very funny. But uh, I thought the Hinchcliffe little to do at Toronto was quite funny. With Will Power and the Yeah, when he's interviewing, interviewing the athletes with Canada questions. It shows that drivers are truly athletes. Um, <laughs> you, know, <they're, laughs> you know, if there was ever any proof, it's just those numbskull uh, responses you got from the drivers, which proves uh, definitively that they are athletes. Curb, I, I, I can't help but mention, I think the other thing that probably had you grinning from ear to ear was the rather smug decision made by Dixon slash Mike Hull on a huge strategy blunder in Toronto that made zero sense. The only cover for him is that uh, McLaughlin did it too, right? It's like, and I don't think Dixon was too happy about it from what I saw after the race. He, uh, Kevin, Kevin Lee talked about, he's like the only person in the top 10 that didn't get interviewed after the race. He said he got out of his car, looked around, nobody, no reporters were nearby, and he booked as fast as he could away from the track. So that that call made no sense at all. I mean, what was Mike Hall thinking? I, I, it's a mystery. I don't know if they oh, just I assumed don't, that. Well, Curb, you know what he was thinking. Well, you know, you got Scott Dixon in there, and uh, you know he can do. We'll he knows do what the, to do. We'll, we'll do I, the opposite. I, we'll do the opposite I, of the other guys, and it'll work for it out. He knows what to do. Always yeah. He knows what to do. We don't have to I'll tell to, him what to do. Dixon's credit, he raced back to fourth. <laughs> Almost proving Michael's uh, point. The other uh, funny thing out of Toronto was um, these are just little things, but we all know Christian Lungard won. Um, but uh, 
uh, Bobby Ray Hall was being interviewed. <laughs> yes. I was, was going to bring that one up. <laughs> and he forgot the name of Jack Harvey's sponsor. <laughs> okay, that, oh, that wasn't what I was dropping. Up. Oh, yeah. He, he was like trying to get it. He was trying to. And we got Jack with his, uh, uh, you know, he's trying to get. He couldn't come up with it. He just blanked it. What I liked was uh, they're talking about how uh, important Lungard's win was for the team and this and that and Lungard won and and but and did you see Graham? Graham Graham drove from last to ninth. Yeah, <laughs> it was reminiscent of a, a yeah a, a, the five hundred post five hundred area. Yeah, oh, he's still a dad. You know, Bobby's know. still a dad. Let's face it. I'm not going to fault him too much for that. Still funny. Um, Grosjean <laughs> crashed again. Um, DCR remains an anonymous. Dale Coin Racing. That's kind of where I end up on Toronto. I mean, uh, a breakout performance for Lungard. I hate doing this after a guy's won, but he's one of those that I mean, we definitely have talked about him, but probably not to the degree of which the skill, uh, you know, represents. And um, I mean, part of that's because the team's had such a horrible year, right? It's kind of hard to bring him up, but he is. Definitely on the, t- you know, t- in my opinion, on the pointy end of the field at this point. Well, he's in ninth place in the standings, but I don't think he's quite well rounded in terms of uh, the ovals and those kind of things yet. But uh, certainly a talent to be reckoned with on the road and street courses. Pull out, you know, young guys like Palau and Award and those guys, he's not quite in that category yet in terms of all disciplines. But uh, he's certainly right there on road and street courses if they can give him the right car. Well, I think he's close. It's hard to say because he hasn't probably had the right car. Still young. He certainly could be with uh, another well, year I, or two. I, I think uh, he's got one more year to go to his contract, and he'll be a hot commodity next summer, I think, if they don't uh, sign him to an extension. Agreed. Did race control have a bad day at Toronto that I did, that I missed? Or am I missing something? I heard some complaining about race control. There was a uh, – I think it was a Jack Harvey incident, actually, which is uh, – been you know consternation to to some i think he got a penalty for that i think they applied that to iowa though since he was out of the oh right yes so that's the only one i can think of that's right and that was kind of weird to take you know that's formula one-esque you know and that seemed kind of a high penalty for you know to to get what is it nine grid spots or something like that um something like that yeah yeah uh at iowa to to give him that kind of penalty for for that and god knows we've seen worse this year um yeah well like this person where i heard this seemed to be alluding to them allowing graham rayhall to back up and go around the runoff area to get around the, the scene of the accident and i don't know what they're complaining i don't they're obviously well, that's another where i mean like first questions. of all you can't penalize that because that's another NBCism. did you know graham rayhall backed up and went around and you know <laughs> well yeah it's, it's a, <laughs> It's yeah. a legend. It's a legend now. But uh, Yes. Yeah, we, we'll hear about that the rest of the year. You know, obviously we saw races like at maybe Road America where we thought some penalties were missed, but, uh, you know, potential penalties were missed. But but here I I didn't see anything. I don't remember anything egregious. I guess the other complaint was, you know, they should have black flagged Palau for driving around with a broken wing that long or something. There have been days when race, race control had bad days, but I don't I don't see it here. They're not going to get me standing up and you know defending them to the hilt. Uh, I think they've had definitely some d- tough to figure out calls this year. Inconsistency, you know, like it just hasn't seemed to be, you know, the same thing every time. But yeah, I agree that that's not a standout race of bad calls. Um, All right, okay, Iowa twin twin races at Iowa curb. I'll start with they. Please do. 
Okay, I'm going to timestamp this uh, podcast. It's Tuesday, the 25th of July. Uh, there's an article written by They Today, um, unabashedly uh, loving the uh, Iowa races. Yes. Uh, I, I don't have the memory of an elephant, but I think I can remember back far enough to be – it was less than a year ago when the same entity was bitching and moaning about the cost of tickets at Iowa. And not one mention of that, by the way, in the I Love Iowa article. Of course. Right? And that, that would seem like something to stick in there. You know, like, I doubted it, but there it is. But the point being that and I think our, our attitude was more, uh, hey, at least they're trying something new. Like now they're talking about like this is the archetype for the rest of the you know short oval races anyways they should be doing. Well, as long as you can get a sponsor that's as motivated as high V is to put the race on. That's a true. pretty high bar. That's a pretty high bar to, high bar to find. That's true. That's true. Um, but you do wonder what the economics of it were. Like, you know, did they get enough people paying enough money? To kind of make it a go. I mean, the stands are pretty full, you have to say, for the race. And the tickets were not cheap. So maybe they did okay. Hats off to them. Uh, I, for me, I mean, I, I think uh, this in Detroit, you know, the Penske promoted events, uh, really well done, in my opinion. It sounds like maybe, uh, do you get the impression that they're going to get involved in Nashville and it's when they redo Nashville? Uh, I don't know if I get that impression. Um, they certainly, the rumor is now they're going to make Nashville the season ender next year and uh and hold the championship there so i hope they come up with an interesting track when they change the course next year well they're talking about going off of broadway street down there which is kind of interesting um no, I, don't, I don't know who's talking about it i think the press is jumping to that conclusion and i just wonder how doable that really is i mean does the city and do the the businesses on broadway street really want to have that happen for three or four days uh, it's a legitimate question, but um, I, I, would I, like, think you'd, I, I would think you'd want to go around so that can be left active for your your guests and your patrons and uh, somehow go around it and buy it, but not on it would be what yeah, I would think you'd want to try to do. Quite possibly. But, you know, the thing of it is I like the I love it. Potential replacement for Laguna Seca, as I would almost any track, frankly, for a race at all or for the championship for the fi- finale. You know, okay. I mean, just, you know, I mean, to me. You know, I love Laguna Seca, the race course, I do, but Laguna Seca, the race and the optics as the season finale is just horrible. It just says terrible things about IndyCar, in my opinion, and and needs to be vanquished as the season ender as soon as possible. Sure. I don't disagree with that. Um, And if rumors are true, they'll move it up into March to try to fill that gap, which I suggested that to Robin Miller 15 years ago, I think, so... Glad to see they're finally coming around. They're finally listening, crew. Let's talk about the race a little bit. You know, every time I see Erickson drive, I'm like, boy, the guy, you know, he's always there, right? And he doesn't get any respect, but he really doesn't get any respect, right? You know, I mean, I just, like, Chip's clearly just, like, uh, not good enough. I don't think Chip's given up on Palau yet. And uh, Oh, you so, are out of That's crazy. That's just crazy talk. I, I read somewhere he made him a big offer. Now, it wasn't supposedly wasn't accepted. And supposedly, Palau's committed to, to moving on. But, you know, I, every now and then I hear something about it's not a done deal. And I think Anassi was still trying to make an attempt at Palau. And he wasn't going to commit to Erickson until Palau shuts the door. That's my guess. I think you're way off base. I it think won't be, he, the, won't be the first time. 
I just think he thinks Erickson's good, but not good enough to pay for. That, that's a very, a very strong possibility. I don't discount that at all. I think Erickson's not going to wait. Would you wait if you were him? Uh, if he's not kind of quasi-signed already, I'd be shocked. Yeah, exactly. You think somebody out there with a a seat, you know, a seat where you can hire the driver without him bringing money? You think somebody would hire Marcus Armstrong? Without bringing money? Yeah. His body of work is strong uh, for, you know, where where he's at. I'm just I was racking my brain to think who that would be, and I, I don't know who that would be at this juncture. Let's say you're uh, – Andretti would be the only guy I could possibly think of. What about Ray Hall if you can't get somebody like Rosenquist? What about Meyer Shank if you're committed to cleaning house and starting over? I, just to answer that one, they're not going to have Bloomquist. Maybe do an Ed Carpenter. That may be true. Yeah, Maybe even Ed not, Carpenter. Yeah, I don't think so. Anything else about Iowa Curb? I mean, I, I, I thought it was probably two of the most boring races of the year. Um, I'd probably do the Joseph Newgarden factor. Uh, what say you? Traffic makes it mixes it up and makes it fun occasionally. Um, but, you know, you, you talk about NBC beating things to death. How many times did they want to make it sound like some driver's on a charge when really the guy in front of him just got hit traffic and had to check up, right? It makes the guy behind him look look really fast. So I've, I've accused Lee Diffie in the past of kind of overhyping stuff a bit from time to time. Uh, yeah. Not 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 as bad as, like, you see in Formula One, but but – you know, he was kind of a little bit that way. This these two races, I gotta say. Yeah. One thing I'd say is, I'm tired of drivers. You know, Sunday, uh, all they want to do is bitch about it's too hard to pass the back markers. Um, Sunday, Rosenquist, uh, Will Power pushed me up into the marbles on the restart. You know, I mean, just yeah, of course he did. That, that's all the name <laughs> of the game, and it? it's all the yeah. name of the game, isn't it? <laughs> it's like, yeah. But uh, come on, who cares? Agreed. Uh, Andretti uh, screwed uh, Colton Hurd up again with another bad pit stop. Those guys are amazing. Yeah. And then our friend Stingray Rob. <laughs> Sailing off into the sunset with his wheel not screwed on. And, so uh, the the only question about that is, did they tell Stingray to stop and he refused to? He saw a guy waving his arm, but he didn't have any radio communication. And he didn't know what the guy was waving his arm about, so he just kept on going. He didn't have any radio communication in that, like you can't have that anyways. Well, the implication to me was nobody said anything to him on the radio. Um, and he also made the point of saying it wasn't a mechanical issue. So pretty much they screwed up. They didn't tell me about it. And I did my best to nurse it around the track. So yeah. I think both him and, and Peterson DQ'd. Well, Rob got DQ'd just for that incident. And then I think Peterson got DQ'd for not keeping up the pace. Well, I mean, just finally so for Rob. I mean, again, another tire out in freaking Oval. Uh, let's see. Rob, Rob was a hazardous mechanical disqualification. Peterson, failure to participate at competitive speed. Brutal. So, yeah. Takes you back to the Milkaduno days, doesn't it? Fucking hero. Yep. You know, the other thing I'm going to say at this point is. What's that? Alexander Rossi has every tool in the chest now, right? Decent team, good team, right? Top-notch team, top-notch engineer, maybe the best engineer in all of IndyCar, right? Right. And it's still not quite happening, is it? No, I was very disappointed in his performance this weekend. Rosenquist sure ran well on Sunday, and um, Award was mysteriously MIA. Definitely on Sunday, I don't remember. He was better. Award was on the podium on Saturday, wasn't he? Yes, he was. 
So not bad on Saturday. So it was there for Aaron McLaren, right? I mean, the, the cars were there for the taking and, and um, Rossi had excuses at Toronto because he, his car died uh, during qualifying when he, he stated in an interview that he had a, a P1 car that day and it was uh, prevented from showing it, but certainly wasn't there uh, at Iowa either day. And uh, I think that's a mystery. Starting well, I think it's I think it's a fair point in the season to start saying, "Hey, man, it's time to show something." Either he or his team has certainly been disappointing the last what three years plus. Hot off the presses, um, despite your boredom in watching the races, NBC reports 1.12 million viewers average for the two shows, up 31 percent from last year's doubleheader of 853,000 viewers. That's fantastic. And I also think it speaks to, you know, just like the event. I mean, I think, you know, when you got a bunch of people in the stands and, you know, it looks like an event, people tune in. I, I, I believe that. You got Carrie Underwood tweeting out to her people and those guys promoting it, too. Uh, doesn't hurt, I'm sure. Carp, what, what does the Iowa success tell you? What does Iowa success tell me? Yes. Effort equals results. You know what it tells me? No. Stop listening to broke ass people who like to complain and won't spend five bucks to watch a race anyways. <laughs> you mean the people that complain about watching it on Peacock for five bucks a month? Those people, those people who are complaining earlier in the year about the cost of a ticket and you know how it just, you know, it ruled them out. It was gonna cost them too much money. And I I'm just so tired here. And people People making passion pleas on their behalf and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, I think IndyCar at their peril listens to those people. It's time to break into a, a different demographic. Well, then I would ignore their article today about adding more bull rings to the, to the series, wouldn't you? No, I, I mean, if it puts on a good show, I mean, if they can promote it properly and they have some concerts around it and it's an event and it's more than just, I mean, that's one thing about like last time I went to Milwaukee, it just you just it just kind of felt flat, you know. You kind of went there and you know watched it and you left and and I could see like you know like if there was a band I was quasi interested in watching, at least to make a day of it, you know, or whatever. So I I'm all for it. I was shocked to read in that article today that you know they're talking about doing a double header at the WWTR in St. Louis. I mean, right. I, I think you and I had that show left for dead. The only thing positive in that suggestion was they were going to race at night again, finally. Exactly, which is the no-brainer of the whole thing anyways. Right. Uh, Verstappen won another race curve by a long way. Did he really? Yeah, he did. He didn't win the pole, though, did he? He did not. Didn't matter. So he overcame. He had to overcome adversity. I think before the first lap, (laughs) it was was all over. Oh. Before the end of the first lap, I should say. Gotcha. So I guess we veered into it. Um, I was, uh, you know, saying that you got to watch that uh, AlphaTauri situation because that, you know, has potential impact on Plo, which, you know, has potential impact on the rest of IndyCar, blah, 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 blah. Then, you know, they go and hire uh, your boy, Daniel, Danny Ricks, uh, for the year, for this year. How'd Danny do? Yeah. The but the general gist of the you know press et cetera afterwards that he, he was fast okay and with Perez under you know increasing amount of pressure at Red Bull you know another bad he finished third in the last race but another bad qualifying effort you know it could very well end up Danny Ricks goes and takes that seat for Alfatari 
takes the Red Bull seat oh, for Perez, Perez next year. Yeah. And therefore, leaving that AlphaTauri open, therefore, I mean, the timing might just not work out for Palau. He probably needs an answer quicker than Formula One's going to be able to give him one. So right. um, it might just be one of those timing things. I, I think it's like the Colton Herta thing. You know, they, there's an argument to say that will never work out for him either in Formula One. You know, like there was a moment where it could have maybe possibly happened and that moment comes and it goes. And but he's still ninth in the standings right now. He still couldn't get a super license. No, I don't mean. I would kind of like to see Palau go to F1. I think it would be kind of cool. And uh, I think the better Danny does, the better chance Palau has of getting that seat. So here's a question for you. AlphaTauri is kind of a junior Red Bull team, is that right? Correct. And why do they suck so badly then? That's, that is a great question. Supposedly teams have to remain, you know, independent, right? Yeah. Um, you know, so there can't be like technology sharing to, you know, there can be some part sharing, but I don't think there can be technology sharing. But it really does pose an excellent question. Why are they not better? Uh, perhaps uh, if you went to the race.com, there's an article that's about 55 pages long written on the subject. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> Curb, um, can I get on my uh, soapbox one more time? Climb up I'm there. Done? There was 28 cars at the race uh, at Iowa, right? Yep. I mean, that was one crowded oval. Sure. There were there were what 27 cars in Toronto. I I I, I could be wrong there. Yeah, it's 27 um, road and street courses, and then there's 28 because Ed Carpenter jumps yeah. in at the Ovals. Okay, so 27 in Toronto, which you know they did, they somehow managed to squeeze them all in, but you know again everybody's talking about how there was no room in the pits for that many, right? Right. Sure. Point being, they don't need any more cars. We don't need 30 card fields. We don't need 33 car fields uh, other than the 500. They got enough cars. Mm-hmm. So I am on my soapbox again, screaming at whoever I need to scream at. Uh, and I think it's Roger Penske. Institute a franchise system. Bring value to your team owners, and which will, in the end, strengthen your series, just like it has in Formula One. I got nothing uh, to say in response to that other than you're, you're, you're probably quite right. Well, there you go. Was it Trackhouse that bought the was it Trackhouse that bought um Ganassi's NASCAR? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the guy did it, he spent what, you know, I thought Ganassi thought was just way too much money, right? Yeah. And the guy's making a real go of it. You know, and that's the kind of thing that can happen, I think. You know, like somebody comes in, they spend a lot of money, and the first thing they think about is like how they're gonna make it better. Which in turn strengthens the series. I can't argue with you there. Good. That makes for a terrible podcast. But I I, I haven't complained about IndyCar in a while. Can I complain right now? Yes, because we're going to move on to uh, Nashville. Nashville. Uh, You know that there's a a, a championship uh, fight, obviously, for drivers, right? Okay, yes. Even on the IndyCar website, you can find the championship standings for the drivers. Yes. Um, and I think we all know there's an, an engine manufacturer's competition as well, right? Uh, less talked about, but yes. Less talked about, of course. Um, and I, we talk about the fact, that IndyCar doesn't seem to talk about it, that there's a, a leader, card, leader circle um, 
22 leader circle cars every year. And if you're not in those top 22, you don't get uh, the payout from the series, which I would think would be a motivating factor for all the entrants. Um, caught a couple series. of mentions, and in fairness, caught a couple of mentions uh, off of NBC over the weekend. Okay. But could you find those standings on the IndyCar website anywhere? No, of course you couldn't. No. Could you find the engine manufacturers competition on the IndyCar series site anywhere? I'm going to say just on the basis of your question, no. Okay. Did you know that there's a Firestone, there's a Firestone pit stop performance award competition for season long competition? Uh, no. No. Do you know who? Would you? Do you know who's leading the, that competition? Mm, the Thirsty Threes. No, that, that would be be the uh, the uh, Will Power team is uh, on, is leading the Firestone Piss Off Performance Award competition year to date. Again, never seen that on the IndyCar website of you. No, look, they, they still have a marketing director, right? And they, uh-huh. you know, their their online presence is horrid. Their social saying, media is. is I would horrid. say they got all these things. If it wasn't for Nate Ryan on NBCSports.com, I would have never known about half this shit. The easy, the easy blocking and tackling shit that they just don't do. Well, shall we move on to Nashville, Curb? Let's do that. I think we should just do picks uh, and uh, and go from there. Uh, Curb, I believe you're first. Um, I think I'll go with Alex Palau. Reasonable choice. Not only that, but the uh, Ganassi cars have won the first two races uh, at Nashville. Nashville as Anybody who's watched uh, the race could tell you is a complete crapshoot due to the multiple crashes which seem to ensue there. I'm I'm gonna go a little bit off the beaten path here, Curb, and uh, you know maybe you got to put some money on if he's kind of in the relative hunt. Uh, Scotty M. I I was actually my uh, my next pick. So um, really, that's interesting. Well, he was runner up. Nice. He was a hard charging runner up last year. I'm gonna go with New Garden. Yeah. A late change of heart there, but I'm going with Newport. Yeah, no, that's a reasonable thing. Um, Colton Herta. He's the dark horse, I think. Yeah, if I recall a couple of years ago, he was running away from the thing and then stuffed it in the wall. Because uh, Erickson got ahead of him on uh, a pit stop cycle or something like that. and um, Something stupid. And he, and he, he couldn't. Stupid he, he just couldn't get past. He couldn't get past Erickson, so he just stuffed it instead. Yeah, he had the uh, uh, fastest car in the place by a long shot. Thankfully, that leaves me with Dixon. Yeah, uh, a natural natural pick there. Um, the kind of guy that slips through the carnage and comes out smelling like a rose usually. Yeah, that's true. That, frankly, would leave me with a choice between uh, Christian Lungard and uh, Will Power. Mm-hmm. I think Lungard's shown strength there in the past, hasn't he? Uh, qualified third last year. Yeah. Uh, I still got to go willpower just on the basis, the strength of the team, right? Anybody else out there, Curb, that you would look in that field and say, you know, maybe worthy of a, of a little Betty Pooh? I mean, we didn't put Pato in there. That, you know. no, I'm, I'm going I'm to say Kirkwood. If Herter's good, Kirkwood should be good. Yep, that's uh, not a bad not a bad choice. I agree with that. Um, if you can bet that Rogan Grosjean will crash, I think that would be a decent bet. Yes, I think the car will just slip out of his hand. The steering wheel will slip out of his hands. Slip again. Out of his hands. Yeah. I don't particularly like an Ericsson or a uh, uh, or a Rosenquist here. It just doesn't feel like the place for them. The kind of place for Rosenquist to get bad luck for sure. Um, but you know, Ericsson, the inaugural winner of the Nashville 
Music City Grand Prix or whatever they call it. Again, you're not giving Erickson any respect. I know. All right, Curb. I would love to wrap it up. How about you? Dinner's on. Can't uh, hold this up any longer. Still, um, got a, still got a Twitter page or an X yes. page or whatever you call it. At Hero IndyCar. At Hero IndyCar. I got an interesting little tweet from Jack Benyon um, over the Iowa race weekend, Curb. Or did. we did. Yeah, from Jack. He uh, sent us a picture of a King Hero uh, t-shirt of which oh. we're receiving no royalties on. Well, it's nice to know Jack remembers us. Yes, but it's infuriating nevertheless. I want my money. Thanks, everybody, and uh, enjoy the weekend off. And uh, maybe talk to you next week, or maybe we'll talk to you after Nashville. We're getting lazy, Curb. It's been a long season. It really that, has. Uh, just like the mechanics, we're just beat down by the schedule. <laughs> An ode to Robin Miller. That's right. Yeah. There you go. All right, good night, everybody. Take care. <laughs>